0: Welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, the concert film. Join me today, taking a break from his uh, hobby of just scrolling TikTok for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey content. It's Adam Lichtenstein. Adam, how's it going?
1: Uh, It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. How you doing?
0: (laughs) Good. And joining us, a first-time guest who I'm very excited to have here. She's perpetually in her rep area. It's Rachel Lichtenstein. Rachel, what's going on?
2: Hey. (laughs)
0: you <laughs> Rachel, thank you for being here. I'm very excited to talk to you about this. I saw the Aeros Tour in person with both Adam and Rachel. I didn't see the movie with them. We all had different movie going experiences. So I'm very excited to talk about that. As many of you know, uh, we are still in the midst of the Aeros Tour. Taylor Swift herself is on a break, but she filmed a few, couple of the different shows she did towards the end of the, her first US Lego, the Aeros Tour in Los Angeles in August, and had a production team at her own expense put this thing together in two and a half months. And she struck her own deal with AMC Theaters to distribute it and go around the movie studios, a very uh, wise business decision that paid off handsomely as the movie has, as of the recording of this, has made $178.8 million on a $10 to $20 million budget. She is ever the businesswoman. But uh, I, I want to start by talking a little bit more broadly about this. Is such, such an enterprise as this to begin with, because like I said, all three of us were fortunate enough to see it in person, but that doesn't mean we weren't going to go uh, see something like this when we had the opportunity to do so. And uh, Rachel, I want to start with you because it seems like you actually just kind of refamiliarize yourself with Taylor Swift's reputation concert tour and you have experience with others, uh, other concert films in the past. So as someone that, one, I guess, saw the saw Eras the tour in person, two, probably saw a lot of different TikTok videos of just about every kind of single inch from a lot of different angles from a lot of different stadiums of the Eras tour. What were you kind of hoping to get out of going to this one as someone that has had different experiences with different other kinds of concert films? What were you like saying, thinking going in is the best case scenario about this? Were you just like, I want to go with my friends and just have a fun time singing? Or were there certain expectations you had for like things you wanted to specifically see from this movie that you hadn't already gotten yet?
2: Well, I'm like a certified fangirl. Mm -hmm. I have seen many concerts, many concert films. But for the Eras tour specifically, the three of us were really, really, really high up. Mm-hmm. Like one of the last few rows, we're not able to see Taylor's facial expressions or the clo- like the choreography as much. And I knew going into this that we'd get a better view of everything, mm-hmm. stuff that we haven't noticed, mm-hmm. um, even through TikToks, because, you know, TikToks, we see they're usually close up, like right on Taylor. So we don't get the whole stage effect. But with the film, we were able to see all of the stage visuals along with Taylor. Stuff that we didn't notice from such a high perspective.
0: And I think you made it even before Adam and I did. We had a little group chat with the friends that we went to the concert with. And I think you sent us a picture from it. And I think you made it like one of the first two nights it was in theaters, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, I the first weekend that mm-hmm. it came out. She said the night before Wednesday night at the premiere that it was actually coming out on Thursday. Mm. I said I was going to go Thursday, but I changed my mind. I ended up going Friday night with my best friend who's not a huge Swifty. So I wanted to actually watch the film. I didn't get up and dance. Mm. I bought my popcorn bucket and my cup and just sat and watched. And then the next night um, I had a few hardcore Swifty friends that wanted to go. They had a spare There was an empty seat right next to them. And I was Mm. like, that's my sign. I'm going to (laughs) go. Went and I got up and danced the whole time. I traded more friendship bracelets at the movie than at the actual concert. (laughs) Um, And it was so fun. I got to actually watch the movie one night, take it all in, sing in my seat. Everybody was dancing behind me. Nobody was blocking me because we had a closer seat. On on, on your first viewing? Yeah. And then the second viewing we were the second to last row. So we were, we would have been blocked if we sat down, but so we were up, we were dancing. We were having, it was like, I was at the concert. Yeah. And you
0: kind of dance without like really affecting anyone behind you necessarily. Cause you're basically in the back anyway. So that worked yeah, out well. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, okay. So you,
0: so you got, you got both kind of experiences and you, it, yeah. and it seems like you like were pretty satisfied and that you like were able to pick up other things from watching this that you just didn't, you hadn't even seen like on TikTok, which is one of the things I think I kind of got out of it too. And I was maybe worried about that as well. Cause i'm you know just as degenerative as scroller as the next guy and i felt like i actually got a lot out of that too and like picked up on a lot of like from what i understand though she also like knew that this was going to be the one that was filmed so she might have been in a more punchy like playful mood and there were just like even more facial expressions let alone like a lot of the other choreography that we might not have been able to see from our seats so i i seems like you like me were just happy with the other things you were able to just pick up from a visual standpoint
2: yes absolutely
0: Adam, what about you? You like you you, you had an interesting experience because you had to travel for work the weekend the movie came out, and you, as the dedicated Swifty you are, like Ubered by yourself to some theater in Raleigh, North Carolina, just and just and, and just went and supported our girl, huh? And what was that Let like me just for you? Say,
2: he brought he bought a ticket to a show in Florida. He did not realizing <laughs> that he was going to be out of state, and they're not refundable. So he was yeah. telling me to ask around. Does anybody need to see the Aristore film in this random theater in South <laughs> it's, Florida?
0: It's 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 the closest AMC to Palm Beach County, unfortunately. Since ours died, RIP. But yeah, so Adam gave Adam gave Taylor just as much money as you did, even though we only got to see it once.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do. I did in fact buy two tickets in my excitement. I as soon as I saw the link to buy tickets through AMC, went to the app, punched in my theater, bought a ticket as fast as I could. And then like 20 minutes later, realized I was actually actually going to be on a plane during that <laughs> showing. So um, I thought about it for a minute, you know, saw that the tickets weren't refundable. Uh, and I said, you know what? I don't care. I want to see it. So, yeah, like you said, Josh, I went to a 10 o'clock showing at a random AMC uh, outside of Raleigh, North Carolina at 10 o'clock at night. Didn't matter. Still a full theater. We we're the only, basically the only ones left in the theater by the time it ended. My experience wasn't nearly as exciting as Rachel's. Everyone was kind of, it was kind of a more mellow crowd. People were singing, but like no one was like belting out the songs or screaming. Uh Everyone was kind of just like singing to themselves in their seat, which was fine. I didn't mind that. And yeah, kind of like I mean, exactly what Rachel said, as far as like what we want, what I wanted to see, because we were so high up, we were in the upper deck at Ray J. And I just wanted to be able to see the show from up close, you know, see the dancing, uh, actually like see the dancers personalities and stuff, because a lot of that came through in the Mm -hmm. film. So got to see a lot more than, you know, we saw uh, live from about 500 yards away.
0: Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so I, I, I my experience is probably uh, fairly similar to Rachel's night one experience, except I was just unaware of I, for a lot of the movie because I was just focused. I was not aware of like what other people were doing necessarily. So I was in like the first. I wasn't in the front section of the theater where you're not on elevated stadium seats, but I was in the first row of the elevated part of it, and everyone to my left was strangers that were like old and I don't know how they ended up there because they didn't seem to give a shit and they left early basically and everyone to my right was my friends and they were like the only ones that I could even see that were like up dancing because I was basically in the first row and I was like sick as hell the whole entire week leading up to it I saw it on that Saturday first time I'd ever been sick enough to miss work not counting the one time I had COVID so and I I was like I could not keep food down all week so all my my friends and I went out to a brunch and everyone else basically had like all you can drink like mimosas and stuff like that before i tried took like one sip and i just couldn't do it and i I was able to eat lunch i was still better like i wasn't like feverish at that point but i was like oh man i wanted to like go and you know have have a few drinks and be able to like be like more up and up and about and dancing and stuff like that and i just wasn't quite feeling like that but I was still overwhelmed by the experience such that like, I was like still jamming out in my seat. Like I wasn't up and dancing or anything like that, but like I was, it, it was enough that like I was in the mood to like, really like appreciate the thing, the whole experience and sing along and all that. Even if I wasn't like, fully up and dancing which might not have been a bad thing because let's just say like i might have had way too much to drink before we went to the concert and yeah, we i was, to I, was, gonna say, I, was just,
1: I was gonna say in all honesty it might not be the worst thing that you uh <laughs> right so have that, a few drinks beforehand
0: that might have you been why you got I,
2: to take in lover you got to actually experience lover fully sober how does that feel
0: no, that felt great because when 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 we went to Raymond James Stadium, uh, I, I drove separately. I didn't drive. I Uber because I started drinking before I even got there. And then I got to the parking lot where uh, Adam and Rachel had already set up a tailgate. And then like I got, and then like Adam's like, "Oh, here's a drink," and I'm like, "Cool." And then like five minutes after I got there, Rachel's like, "All right, we got all got to go inside so I can meet my friend." I'm like, "Wait, I just I opened had, a drink." I Rachel, a group,
2: I had a group of friends <laughs> waiting to meet me. We were Rachel. All Rachel for the is first an adult. Dive. Rachel
0: is an adult woman, but apparently we had to walk into the stadium with her for some reason. So I was like, "Well, shit, I got to keep my buzz on." This is like yeah, going into an SEC football game in the old days where I just like binge shrink before skipping, I went in.
1: Yeah, you're sleeping the part where you brought like a case of white claws and downed like half of them on the way into yes, the
0: stadium. Exactly, because I was like, well, I brought – I, I, I guess they were probably mine actually. Now. Were they mine or were they yours? No,
1: no, You, we, oh. we brought like a six-pack of beer and then <laughs> a strange – strange, I, I brought a six-pack. So we weren't planning on drinking that much. Um, Then the strangers across the – like in the next oh, spot – Oh, they gave, gave us like – Gave us leftover champagne and champagne, orange juice for mimosas. Yeah. And then you brought like a case <laughs> like of white claws. white claws, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm uh, like,
0: well, I'm like, I bought all these drinks, and now Rachel's making us go inside like ten minutes after I get here. I gotta get my money's worth from my alcohol that I bought. So I'm pretty sure I chugged like three White Claws, and I had like a couple of liquor drinks before I even got in my Uber. And, drugged, and like-
1: you and you bought bought you bought me and bought yourself a Tall Boy once we walked in the stadium.
0: Oh, I did not remember that. Yeah, uh, that happened. But, uh, um, but like, but like, <laughs> so, so I, I, I chugged these three white claws just so I can get in and actually like, in theory, keep my buzz on though. I still bought alcohol when I got into the same anyway, as I'm now learning. And I remember it just downing like five chicken wings that Adam had bought from Publix. And <laughs> then, and then, so like we got in and I think like the most drunk I was going to be, cause all that stuff hit me was by the time we got to our seats. Cause I walked around with Adam trying to find some other friend of his who we didn't even find. And then we get up to our seats and I try to like jump from one row to the next. And I just totally eat shit and land on my ass. I probably had an undiagnosed broken tailbone. It literally hurt me for like weeks after I had like, I mean, it looked it was super badly bruised. And I mean, I still enjoyed myself. It's just I probably didn't take in lover like as much as I could have. And I remember everything else. And like Cruel Summer is like one of my top five favorite songs of all time. And that probably should have been a core memory that might not quite be there. Though I've heard from other people that didn't drink quite as much as i did that like it was all blur to them too because it's just such a crazy fun time like it's hard to like re- remember every little thing that happened when you were there and i have a m- much better recollection like i remember i remember the surprise songs i, I one thing i i, I but, like there are certain parts too where it's like is it me not remembering or us sitting like in row 80 of like the third level you know and it's just and, harder and to for, take into for details po-
1: for posterity's sake you didn't land exactly on your ass you landed, you landed partially on, on, people. on people in front of us
0: i landed on people
1: yeah, bit, you fell over,
2: you fell over. The row in front of us was oh. empty, but your feet,
1: feet your feet these
2: your feet kicked <laughs> these girls in the head. Oh my and god. And I went with my friend to the bathroom shortly after to do a last minute bathroom break before the show started, and we were right behind them who you kicked in line in the bathroom? Oh,
1: I didn't know that part.
2: Were they complaining we, about
0: that asshole that kicked them?
2: Yes, and oh, we okay. apologized for you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I blame I'm you. I blame so you for making. I blame you for making me chug my drinks before I came in. I was, um, I, I was I'm a different
2: person on con as a. I'm a concert fanatic.
0: Mm.
2: I'm fun. a different person on concert days. I am not myself. I'm stressed <laughs> to the max. It's very hard for me to eat. It's very hard for me to stay hydrated. Especially for like a three I, hour I,
0: concert. Like you probably yeah. didn't know how to prepare.
2: I was with the friends I was meeting up with. I was just hanging out with them. I'm like, I'm gonna pass out. Some random chick I never met bought me a water and I had to sit down for a minute because I was going to pass. I don't take care of myself on concert days. It's
1: not good. Well, that's, that's something to talk to in, Professionally, um, well, I, sh-
0: I should have. I, I was gonna say at first, I was gonna say, well, if you're a professional, I should have like conferred with you because I was my first ever stadium concert, and I. Oh, and I, I hadn't
2: been to a stadium concert before that. I hadn't re- been to really? a stadium concert since One Direction in 2014.
0: Oh wow! So yeah, I I I really had no idea what I was in for, and I probably should have uh, consulted with someone else about how to prepare. But like you know, you just threw me off my game, Rachel, by making me chug all my alcohol because I, I I I totally uh, had no choice at the, to, in my in the, in that doing, you know. I'm but, uh, so sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so well, my point being like yeah, maybe I picked up on a few more things and appreciated lover a little bit more cuz like I just had such a such a hellish like, you know, first hour or first like, you know, half hour before and half hour after the thing started and then I then I was in the zone. Like I I I I remember everything and so I definitely like picked up on a lot more stuff than I was expecting because like I said, like we've all said, we were sitting really high and I just kind of went in expecting, you know what? I'm going to have a fun time singing and dancing with my friends. Then I was like, oh, maybe I won't because I didn't get the drink. And then I was like, nope, I still had a lot of fun. And I picked up on a lot of additional details. And that was the thing I was like most curious about what I was going to get out of this. And I think they did a really good job of just like capturing the stage in a way that like, you know, from what I understand, like. Maybe in LA, they the, the cameras might have been a little bit of a distraction at certain points because they clearly had a decent amount of them there to be able to capture all those different angles. But I think it didn't. They did it in a way that was really impressive because it felt like they were capturing the whole stage. But I didn't actually see a camera while we were. I think I saw a camera like once maybe in the background and that was it. So they they shot this thing in a way that captured it incredibly well and captured a lot of details and didn't like in and, and, and somehow like, you know, from a from just a logistical planning standpoint, I thought they thought they did a really good job. But again, I don't have a lot of like, you know, uh, I don't have lots of points of reference. I don't know if that was pretty standard compared to like other types of concert films. I'm so I'm, I, th- that, 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 I'm, I'm kind of curious, Adam, what did, what did you think as you were like watching this thing? And from a, from a technical standpoint, did you feel like it really like helped you capture a, helped you kind of see this thing in a new light, despite all the footage you had already seen?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, you really get a great sense of just everything that's happening. Cause not only are you getting, like, obviously shots of Taylor, you're getting shots of the band, you're getting shots of the dancers, you're getting shots of fans. So you really get a good sense of, like, not just, like, Taylor Swift singing, but just the whole atmosphere and craziness that was the Eras tour, especially because these L.A. shows were towards the back end of the tour. Mm-hmm. And we saw her show, I mean, in the, the first month. the first month, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so, like the first third of the show where, Obviously things were crazy. I mean the stadium was sh- literally shaking. But like by the time they got to LA and they're filming these like the Eras Tour is not just oh it's a Taylor Swift tour. It's like a summer defining event in this country, like an economic engine defining a kind of event. Like so it just kind of captures kind of this this uh this snowball that's been racing downhill at this point for like 3 or 4 months. And it's mm. become a major cultural event, you know, it just and it was really cool to kind of see that all captured, you know, at one yeah in multiple ways.
0: It really took off at that point too, because there were just tons of celebrities at those LA shows too. To their credit, they didn't dwell on them in the movie. That probably would have been a little distracting. It was better just to focus on the fans. But like they you were you're certainly right in that the event had just reached a whole other level at that point. And I think they captured the scope of that really well. Um, Rachel, I'm curious, we were talking before we started recording about some of the other, uh, concert films you had seen before. And, uh, I won't, I won't make you divulge the more embarrassing ones if you don't want to, but I, but, but, but I am curious, uh, I, I, as my understanding as someone that hasn't seen a lot of these, you know, sometimes these things go behind the curtain a little bit and you might see backstage stuff. You might see prep stuff, uh, going into something like this, uh, were you hoping to like learn a little bit more about the logistics behind how they put this show on or what Taylor is feeling like, pre-show or post-show or anything like that or were you perfectly content just to like kind of get them to capture the just distill the essence of this actual show itself down to a movie format and that and that was all you really needed out of this
2: yeah the comparison that I first think of because I've seen it so many times I'd consider it a comfort film at this point the One Direction tour like concert documentary they have one where it's like the Eras tour mm-hmm. where it's just the concert you get no behind the scenes it's just the concert what year did That's that come out
0: 2014
2: it was their mm-hmm. 2014 tour it was my, it was their first all stadium tour that was mm-hmm. the last time i was in a stadium that was just the concert and then the tour before that uh was their take me home tour they came out with a film this is us that was in theaters and the concert film was only in theaters for like a weekend Whereas This Is Us was this whole promotional thing. They had behind the scenes um, making of the band. They had some scientists come in to talk about the brains of fangirls. It was this whole big thing. It came out. I feel like
0: a personal attack of sorts.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. It came came out like, like a, a week or two after their tour ended, I met them like less than a month prior to the movie come out. So I was on a high and seeing behind the scenes um, especially when they were at kind of what I would think is their peak of the band, you know, obviously you want to see behind the scenes of what goes on backstage and how they're just regular guys, you know, but I yeah, feel Yeah, let like me, Taylor- let me ask you,
0: let me ask you at that point, did, they, did those guys like sit for interviews and stuff? Were they in the media a little more than Taylor is these days such that they were like, kind of more accessible like just literally like out there whether it be posting on social media just doing interviews with journalists like were they more like present in media than taylor is because taylor doesn't really talk to the media at all these days
2: taylor has been famous for a lot longer Mm -hmm. than at least even looking in when this film came out in 2013 taylor had been in the limelight in the media for decades i feel or at least a decade Right? Because her first album came out in like 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she had yeah. been, an near so nearly a decade, there Taylor Swift had already been in, in the media. Yeah. She did the interviews. She did all this stuff. One Direction was basically, I don't want to say just starting, but their band was formed in 2010 on a TV show. There It was this whole thing, five strangers who never met form a band, and they blew up because that was when social media first became huge to where things could be spread globally Mm -hmm. it became this whole phenomenon where oh my god this little band that was on a contest tv show is now globally known so when this film came out it was like here's their tour here's their biggest tour to date but they were doing all these interviews because they were these heartthrobs that Every teenage girl is swooning over. So yeah, at that point, they were so much in the media. They were doing follow sprees on Twitter and all this stuff interacting with fans. Fast forward to now. Harry is my favorite. He doesn't use social media. He stays out of all these. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. He doesn't. He stays away. He just does his little dancy dance on his stage. And that's it. He does his movies He does his interviews with those, embarrasses himself clearly. Mm. That's fine. But Taylor is at such a peak and high of fame. She just keeps outdoing herself that she doesn't need to do behind the the scenes. She has Miss Americana on Netflix where we see kind of behind the scenes. She has the Reputation film where you don't see behind the scenes. That still did well. She doesn't need to... Do promo. The fans do it for her. She is the music industry. She doesn't well, need it.
1: I definitely agree. Rachel, do you ever think about how being in a movie is just like, it's like a movie? It's like being in a movie.
2: You're so funny, Adam. That's a wow. hair. That was was yeah. that from when
1: Harry was uh, promoting Don't Worry, Darling?
2: He was promoting, yeah. The Don't Worry, right. Darling promo is disturbing in itself. Yeah, but, it was a disaster. He
0: on I, I, do, his
1: I will say. Yeah, i, I never say, did a
0: podcast I, on that i had one friend who like had done Booksmart with me i'm like oh like you'd be good for this and i'm like i'm oh, i should have invited rachel to do the don't worry dog podcast hello um, i know i know i, should, I didn't slip <laughs> my mind but like uh but you it know I,
2: as great of a movie no, it it, no. it felt like a movie but it, 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 it i would been, I, and i, I also would
0: have maybe I, maybe it was that i, I think i might have even thought about I'm like ah, i know she's like a big harry styles fan maybe i feel awkward putting her in a position to say bad things about like her favorite person you know it, it could have um, been
1: a 30 minute twilight zone episode it would have been better
2: it wasn't as much Harry did okay. He did fine. Uh, I think I think Olivia, there was an original script. Olivia Wilde changed the ending and the ending originally was better. That is my critique on it. Okay. okay interesting. The original ending was better than what she Damn. put in the film. Uh,
1: I, 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 I did I did wanna I did actually wanna add though, I, I yeah. did really want I was really hoping when they first announced the movie they would have some behind the scenes stuff just because like it's such an insane tour, like three and a half hours you know multiple times a week is just crazy like to the point where i was glad that our show was early in the tour because i'm like i don't know if she's gonna be able to finish this so i, I really wish we kind of seen just how she did it and maybe that's still to come i really hope it is
2: there's um, a rumor that it might there's like a theory that there might be like a multiple part like hulu or something where it's that'd
1: behind be, that'd the be scenes. awesome I'd love that. Um, I'd watch every second. Right, of it. and
0: and I totally agree with what you said, Rachel. Like she's so big right now, she doesn't need the media. I mean, like as much as I enjoy seeing her be like, you know, funny in interviews whenever she has chosen to do them in the in the way way past, I, I I I you can't blame someone like that that like already gets scrutinized so much for not wanting to give more of her time over to someone else, and so I don't blame her for that. But I but I, but at the same time, I like I I did enjoy Miss Americana, and I am curious to, to kind of know what she's thinking about things, but she doesn't owe that to me necessarily. And but but at the same time, I kind of agree with Adam, where it's like even. If If it's not just one-on-one interviews with her, I would have been curious just to, like, if you want to just, like, you know, interview some of the crew or the dancers or something and see, like, what do they think about being a part of something like this? Or what goes into actually, like, putting on something like this? Because even me, a concert novice, knows that something like this show and the scope of it is not normal.
1: Our voices were shot the next day. (laughs) How the hell does she do this? Like, how much, like, is she single-handedly supporting a tea plantation somewhere in Sri Lanka or something like <laughs> drinking tea and honey and stuff like how does she keep her voice like fresh and able to perform like this it's insane it's,
0: it, yeah it's 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 just an impressive impressive physical feat and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I don't, I don't, I don't, again, I don't need her to do the, do an interview for it, but I would like to know what she has to put herself through physically to make that happen. It's really impressive. And I mean, yeah, maybe it's easier if you're, I, I still don't, I, I mean, I look, I'm not one of the people that thinks she's, she's like, we need to blame her for killing the environment for flying private planes. Someone that, someone that famous can't, uh, can't, can't be expected to fly commercial. But like, I mean, it, I, I, at the same time, like, may, is it easier if you're able to fly back to your home every night? or is it harder to like spend that much time on planes like I don't I, I just don't know how it works you know and I selfishly like would have been kind of curious just to understand how they pulled this off logistically and just like from an endurance standpoint and'd and, like uh,
2: to I'd like to see personally the making of the tour making hmm. the set list
0: yeah creating that the stage, yeah, all of it
2: picking what songs to sing
0: what goes into deciding, what goes into deciding that you're only going to have like one speak now song like uh, i think
1: for <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? you, this is I, I I made that comment after like Enchanted. Uh, I like I was like making a couple of jokes to the person, the random stranger sitting next to me, and I was like, "Only one Speak Now song, It's bullshit." <laughs> and they cut they cut long. I mean, I, I guess they, I don't remember if she performed Long Live or not. She or not. No, so she, she it,
0: it kind of became it became part of the set list after the Kansas City after, show, or like right, they, they right. started After yeah.
2: Speak Now, Taylor's versions release, Right, it's mm-hmm. on the set list. That's
1: what I thought, but they cut it out of the film, which which I was I was very and, like, about. I, I kind of get wanted why it to
2: be the end credits song.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and this is I guess this is separate from getting away from the film for a second itself, but I I, I don't fully understand like I mean, I get not making like the her debut album like uh a big part of the show but like some of those songs are like I, I guess i get that some of them are just so country that they're not part of her aesthetic like necessarily that she's like going for for something like this but like i some of those are still bangers to me anyway and it's like i i would have been fine yeah. if it's just like just do our song and should have said no and nothing else like should have said no is like one of my favorites and then just like keep it moving or something like that you know yeah um, they,
1: they, they did get our so- spoilers they did get our song in uh yeah. for the surprise song which i was very i I didn't know what surprise song like I don't know oh, I did as much as I, I knew loved, going into I it loved, <laughs> as much as I love uh love the concert and love Taylor Swift I was not the person obsessively checking every concert night who what these surprise songs were but you weren't
0: logging okay. on at ten thirty like I was no I no, was no, I, I, I
1: was <laughs>
2: staying up I was even when she was in California I was still up at 1 a.m <laughs> yeah, when I so had work for the next day so and I, I But to I'm saying, what I am saying see those had, were had,
1: I had no idea what the surprise songs were going to be for the movie. So I was hoping, I was hoping for something good
2: well
0: yeah so, she also did like five shows there so and i, I didn't yeah. i and, and I, I i only and i don't I, I so i knew like it was gonna be one of the some of the ones from when she was in la but like i couldn't remember i knew like she played a couple things for the second time there like she played maroon right. again there um and she played uh in, you're on your own kid yeah and i think she good? might have done our song at one other stop also so she repeated a few probably because she knew which one she wanted in the movie possibly i guess um
1: i love i love our song and i love you're on your own kid so i was extremely happy they've got picked for the movie
2: as soon as she sang you're on Your Own, kid again. And the fact that she paired it with a debut song, I was like, this is what's got to be in the movie because in the promo for the movie, she talks about all the, fil- all the eras are in the film and I'm like, well, one of the surprise songs has to be a debut song. Hmm. because otherwise it's not all of the eras.
0: It Just to prove to you that I was sober by the end of our concert, I do specifically remember Rachel saying, as we left and they started playing You're On Your Own Kid over the credits, she's like, oh, well, that's bullshit. I
2: was <laughs> mad, because we missed, we missed, okay, listen, the Tampa shows, which is one of the shows, we were at Tampa Night 3, we missed You're On Your Own Kid by one night. And we were also the weekend, the weekend after Joe and Taylor's breakup, so we were that weekend so night one was i think it was treacherous and speak now the title track night mm. two was the great war and you're on your own kid and we get her pissed off with mean and mad woman
1: i mean i was happy to get mean mad woman i could take her leave as far as surprise songs go but i loved mean. i was and listening to seventy thousand people belt out that whoever is a liar is a liar and pathetic and alone in life was pretty pretty awesome i did love that i was was
2: some would consider that a win we got petty taylor we got pissed off taylor it was bound to happen at some point that weekend and it so happened to be our night which is fine
1: calm down rachel no one likes a mad woman (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke don't cancel me
0: Anyways. Uh, so, okay, let me, let me back up for a second uh, and moving back to the film. Um, I think one of the interesting things about it and one of the interesting things about the experience for me is that like I think seeing oddly enough like seeing it in the theater i think like really appre- helped my appreciation for like some of the things so just some of the songs themselves and that, that like i'm not even necessarily as big a fans of for for instance like there, are like, i'm not a big fan of most of the evermore stuff that was in the show like i have songs i really like on evermore that just didn't make the cut for the show
2: you're gonna get canceled for that <laughs>
0: <laughs> well but like I'm, I'm about to i'm about to like you know i'm about to, i'm about to re- bring it back around here but like and so so so, so, for example, like I, well, one, like Tis the Damn Season might be my favorite one. And that was one of the ones that got cut. Uh, so, That's true. so, she
2: also she sang Nobody No Crime in California. Yeah. So, I don't think she sang Tis the Damn Season in California. I right. Don't know.
0: Well, it, but then Nobody No Crime didn't make the movie either. Uh, right. But who knows? Maybe that has something to do with having to compensate Haim. I don't know uh, for for involving them. I, I have no idea. But like, so those those are two I like. They got cut out, and like, I mean, I, I really like Ivy and like Right Where You Left Me, and those and those might not necessarily be as good as Stadium songs anyway. So that's fine. But like, one thing that Adam and I talked about, I think both Adam and I probably went to the bathroom during Tolerated at, at the show, and it's, it's 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 just it's just not one of my personal favorites for whatever reason. But like, I really really appreciated the the, the staging of it, and I think that like really really kind of helped me like appreciate. just appreciate that moment, which again, I went to the bathroom for because it's a song that's not really something that's like one of my favorites that I listened to a lot. And just seeing, seeing how everything that went into that moment in the concert really made me appreciate it more. And I think you might even dislike the song more than I do, Adam, but it seemed like you really dug that too. When you got to see it in the movie. Oh yeah. He
2: texted me (laughs) during the movie and was like, Oh my God, I I went to the bathroom during this. I missed it.
0: Yeah.
1: I I don't listen to tolerate it very often because it's too sad, but, um, But yeah, no, the whole the whole setting with, you know, the table set up with one of the dancers acting as her as her significant other. It's incredible staging. For a song that, you know, if you had told if I, you know, going into the show, I was like, how is she gonna really perform this? Like it's not it's not a bop uh-huh. It's very sad. So I was like, I didn't know how she was gonna be doing that. It's very interesting how she did it. I'm glad I got to see it. Not just for the first time, but also like close up, you know, and see it like acted out instead of just seeing it from 30,000 feet.
2: I was happy to be able to see Marjorie without crying because I sobbed. That is the one and only time a song and I've been to a lot of concerts. That is the one and only time a song at a concert has made me cry. Adam I was consoling I that surprising. me the whole time. I, yeah, I, I, it, I mean, I cried when Harry didn't wish me happy birthday on my birthday <laughs> show. And I was on the big screen for that. But that's besides the point. A song has never made me cry at a concert. And wow. Marjorie was the one and only time that happened. Adam was consoling me the whole time at the concert. I was very not, not okay.
1: Not my, not my first time. I, I got a little teary during Marjorie. The only time I've ever like broken down and like cried, cried was ironically uh, during Kanye West's show when he did only one. Which... Don't put that in here. So, some
0: things you can just keep to yourself, Adam. You know, like I said, I, only... I do cut stuff yeah. out if you need to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I, I like the artist formerly known as Kanye or I did until he became a Nazi. But that's near, neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, let's just say, I mean, like, I mean, uh, I-, I feel like maybe like you're uh, you becoming a bigger Swifty kind of ca- came as like Kanye just went off the deep end. You oh, know? oh
1: yeah. I remember, I think when, I can't remember if it was when Lover came out or f- when Folklore came out. I remember I made a comment. So Kanye was releasing an album the same weekend. And I was like, I never thought I'd see the day, and I've always liked Taylor Swift. I've never been like a Taylor hater. I'm like, I never thought I'd see the day where I was more like anticipating a Taylor release more than a Kanye release. I think
2: you said Fol- that about Harry. I'm catching you in a lie. You said that. You tweeted that about Harry.
1: They might both be true. I don't know. Kanye's released a lot of albums that I don't care about the last couple of years. So who knows? I know
2: for a fact because you went viral for it. And I saw you on a very small fan account that I had, a private fan account. I saw Adam's tweet pop up. My brother made it to Harry Twitter. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell is going on? Both
1: things might be true. I, I don't remember, but... That, yeah, I used to be a big Kanye fan. Now I'm not. I used to be a, a casual Taylor fan. Now I'm a Swifty. So life <laughs> comes at you fast.
0: Yeah, you know, we we all we, we, we learn and grow at different rates, you know?
2: <laughs> I mean, I was a Taylor anti because I was on Team Harry with that breakup. Huh. So, well, so what, what, like, what brought you
0: back around? Because I know Adam really got into Taylor for Folklore.
2: Adam. Adam brought me into it.
0: Oh, so you're that, you're that new to being a big Swifty yourself?
2: Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2021, Hmm. he was like, watch the all too well short film, just watch it. And at that point I had listened to reputation and folklore all the way through. Those were the only albums that I listened to all the way through. Wow! And I liked, and I knew like the singles and I would like have a guilty pleasure of listening to out of the woods because i knew it was harry like (laughs) that it was about so but other than that i hadn't been Hmm. keeping up with anything i loved taylor swift fans but i just couldn't get into her music and At the time, I was, you can probably. That's an interesting,
0: that's an interesting position of being because I feel like a lot of people just look at the fans from afar and like, wow, these people are nuts. And uh, so it's interesting that you like respected them because I guess you were one of them for other artists, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So when Adam on Thanksgiving, he was like, watch the All Too Well short film. I watched it and I was like, this shit's kind of good. And then Midnights came out shortly, like a A year later. Like a year later. At that point, I was reading a Harry fan fiction that had a playlist with a lot of Taylor. As one does. Listen, it had a matching like playlist and it had a lot of Taylor on it. So that's when I started listening to her other albums, mostly reputation. I was still attached to reputation at that point. Didn't consider myself a Swifty until Midnight's came out. Midnights came out and I was like, that's it. But all too well, 10 was still on my Spotify Wrapped as like my fifth most played song. Hmm. Adam got me obsessed with that song, therefore led me into being a Swifty. Also, so, live, live,
1: live, fact check. It was not the tweet you're referring to, Rachel, was not, a, not Kanye. It was if you told me that I'd be more interested in a Harry Styles album release than a Chance the Rapper album. Release,
0: uh, okay, That's
1: what it was, because Chance also indeed fell off hard.
0: Okay. Mm. Well, so as someone, so Rachel, as someone that like has come to, uh, familiarize herself more with taylor's discography in the last couple years than i realized uh and is i'm sure just your appreciation's grown a lot for a lot of the different eras over the last couple years was there something that like hit you differently in the in the movie any of the songs or any of the eras that was like oh wow like this even worked for me better than i expected given the experience that i had in tampa
2: so i can't just like something i get obsessed Mm -hmm. so even though i'm a newer swifty when i talk to other swifties they would think I've been a Taylor Swift fan for a decade. That's what I thought. Yeah. So that's how I am. So 1989 has made its way up my album ranking to my number two album. Is it because the album is based off of Harry? That's a secret I will never tell. However, I appreciate the singles Mm -hmm. a lot more, especially because the only songs that she sings on the Aeros tour are all singles. Even though Wildest Dreams is just the same part over and over and over and over and over. So I'm glad she cut that out of the film. But that's not uh,
0: no, I was I was I was sad that got cut, but I'm also sad that like out of the singles, like New Romantics wasn't part of like the you know, the yeah. the whole set list all along. That got played acoustically in LA and didn't make the cut for the movie, which sucked.
2: It was the final show of the US oh, leg okay, when she yeah. announced when she announced nineteen eighty nine Taylor. She yeah, had ne- one song left for nineteen eighty nine for a very long time and she was saving it for the mm. Taylor's version release. Mm. Gotcha. But I, at the time when 1989 came out, I was a very hardcore, as I still am, Harry fan. So I was like, no, I'm not going to listen because this is about my man. I don't want to hear it. I was stubborn, bitter, and stupid. However, looking back on it, those singles, maybe discounting, shake it off a little because that's still overplayed in my book. Bad Blood, Iconic. Blank space, iconic. Adam shaking has had no to Bad Blood. What do you have against Bad Blood? Is it because it's not the Kendrick version?
1: I mean, yeah, but it's, also kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of mid. It's kind no, of
2: mid. I I appreciate Tour made me appreciate bla- Bad Blood so much more.
0: I think I so went to the bathroom my- during it because like I'm not as big of a fan of it, but like it fucking ripped during the movie, so I was oh kind of mad at myself for going to the bathroom. So good. So well, so and and also, I mean, isn't Style like a Harry song?
2: I. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I had a viral TikTok of me doing Harry's go-to dance to style Mm -hmm. during our
0: show. Yes, I I think I I made an appearance in the background of that.
2: I do not apologize for the person, person I become when I hear style, Taylor's version for the first time. Style, I've always appreciated simply because it's his name. However, I didn't admit it to myself for a very long time. Well, was it wasn't like a nasty
0: breakup, and it's not like the songs are like it murder. It no. like, it's not like not like the songs are taking an axe to Harry or anything.
2: I would say the songs about Harry on 1989 are on more of the kinder end of the spectrum. They're very respectful of Harry. Yeah. Now we're recording this pre 1989 Taylor's version release, so if any of the vault tracks are bashing him, Ooh. I take back my statement. I am very scared of those. But see, I see. I see. I you I know. I, I,
0: I always do a little joke when I open the podcast. Like I kind of like 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 I said about you guys when I open, and I almost instead said, oh, "Oh, joining us today." Like she at the time we're listening to this, she may or may not have ascended to a higher plane of existence, depending on if like style featuring Harry Styles was part of 1989. It's ridiculous. It's Lickensy. not gonna happen. You know, I know. I know. I know. It's I know.
2: not. And uh, I do, did... don't
0: don't allow yourself to get excited. But, like that was almost the joke I started with. You know, because I did. You know, I
2: I did buy it as soon as she announced 1989 Taylor's version. While everybody was buying, pre ordering the uh, vinyl and the CD variants and everything, I purchased a child of divorce shirt with Harry and Taylor's face on it. I'm going to a 1989 release party on Thursday night, and I will be wearing it.
1: I might go to one too. I
0: don't know. What, what, what does that even mean? A release party for something like
2: so that? So it's coming out on the 27th, which right now it is Tuesday. and it's coming out on friday my friend that's in the iconic group chat that i met up with at the show uh it's her birthday on the 27th mm. so she's having a party at her place thursday night to do a 1989 release party where we decorate and celebrate the album we'll probably pregame with watching rep tour or the 1989 tour doc which i haven't seen yet by the way don't know why um and then listening to the album for the first time together all the way through
0: and, uh, yeah, very very cool and i, I yeah i, I didn't know the next day so i don't know <laughs> I, I didn't know <laughs> if it was like a thing that was like uh more of official like at a bar or something like that because oh, no. there, there, there was like a bar in west palm that did a um that did some kind of taylor swift night like earlier this year and it was just like impossible to get into i like, think i'm surprised like more places My, don't- no,
1: the, the record store in west palm is doing one thursday and i'm sending it to you right now oh, i went
2: good. to a taylor swift night on saturday
0: there, 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 it there was you go.
2: very fun.
0: My, my my last point I want to make about stuff kind of catching me off guard in the in, in the concert though is that like I you know you know I I my, my appreciation funny that you've like been a reputation stand from the start compared to more compared to everything else was that like I I used to not be that big into reputation and like my appreciation for it grew even prior to like when the tour came out like I think I just refamiliarized myself with the back half of the album and like I really like a lot of those songs and like some of the stuff on the front half just doesn't do as much for me. But like like I'm I'm just not big on look what you made me do or like ready for it or whatever. Like those don't those don't do as much for me as like as like I mean like it's crazy to me that those are there, but getaway cars not. Like I don't understand why that's a thing. Or I really like, I really like Call It What You Wanted. I like New Year's Day. Like I I just like a lot more of the stuff on the back half, I would say, than the front half. I did like, I really like don't blame me. But like it, it's funny because like even though those aren't really my things like Evermore is very slow. And like I said, I did enjoy some of the Evermore stuff, but Rep comes after Evermore in the, in the movie or in the show, I guess. And it's, it's a very, very big, like, it's a very big jolt from one to the other, but I was like, let's fucking go. As soon as I heard like the opening notes of whichever song that kicked it off, ready for it. I'm like, yeah, that's not one of my favorites that I really listen to that much anymore. And I was just like, I, I, the energy of it really got to me. And I, I just appreciated the value of those songs as bangers that play in a stadium, even if it's not the kind of thing I'm necessarily just going to listen to on a road trip by myself, you know, Yeah,
1: ready for it. Absolutely rips Mm live. Like I'm not, I'm kind of with you. Like I'm not the biggest rep fan. Like there are a lot of songs I do like on it, but it's not my favorite. But yeah, no, ready for it, absolutely kicks ass live. Oh, and I, 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 I
0: should say I, I really like delicate too. I, I don't know what I was talking yeah, about. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I, I've, I've been I once I re familiarized myself with rep a couple of years ago. Like that was one of the ones I really enjoyed. But like ready for it and look what made me do. Like I, I could just I could take or leave, well, and it's just like, yeah, this stuff yeah, really yeah. got me look, up and going.
1: Look what you made me do went from a two to a five live for me, but it's still not my favorite. Although, did your theaters all do the one two three let's go bitch? Because mine did. Of course. Okay, good.
0: Just check. Can
2: I speak? This is my era. This is my era. Well, yeah, I know. I know
0: you loved it. I don't know. Did something else like kind of like jump out about it for you and how it was on the big screen?
2: Okay, let me crack my knuckles. Anyways, so hardcore Swifty coming in.
0: Yeah. Uh, By the Uh, way, Rachel. Rachel is someone that showed up to the concert in snake tights.
2: Yes, I did. Absolutely, got them on Amazon. Try them; they're great. So
1: no free, no free ads.
2: So that obviously the transitions from era to era are shorter because it's for the movie, you know, but we know, we all know she's changing for those, but for the film, they put the album title on the screen. So you obviously, so anybody would know what era we're in when reputation, when that transition began and that giant snake came slithering out, I Lost my mind, but the hardcore Swifty is coming out. When I say the original stolen version of this album, Reputation is lowercase. So mm. in the movie, the R is uppercase.
0: What I'm just saying. What does it mean? I'm
2: I'm just saying. It is firmly believed in the Swifty community that Taylor's version of Reputation is going to have a capital R, and mm. and. All of the era's um, intro, the title of each era is in the font of the Taylor's version, It like it relates to. So that means, because we have all of them that are shown in the movie, we have all of the album covers of Taylor's version, except for Reputation, because Debut doesn't have an era title except for reputation, so the capital R and that font that's used, if you guys see it again, make mental note of what that reputation font is with the uppercase R. That is going to be Taylor's version. That is what it's going to look like, putting it out there. Anyways, while you guys are slandering my album, let me jump and defend. When Look What You Made Me Do came out, I feel like her intention was to be like, you made me make this song. Sure. Look what you made me do. I had to make this song. And the music video was iconic. So many Easter eggs, fantastic. Did I appreciate it at the time? No, because I was an idiot, but that's besides the point. Anyways, the live version of Look What You Made Me Do, even in the Reptor movie, the Reptor movie made me appreciate it more. So when she sang it live, I was ready for it. No pun intended. And the transition, from Don't Blame Me into Look What You Made Me Do makes Look What You Made Me Do, for me, go from like a six to like an 8.5. Her production of it all with all the previous eras in the concert and her banging on Speak Now eventually lets her out. I don't know, it's just iconic. I will sit here and defend reputation until the day I die, slander her again, I dare you.
1: So if if we as a collective made her write the song, who made uh Who made her pick it as the lead single for the album? Because it's a very poor choice.
2: It was a statement to uh-huh. the public.
1: Okay. Oh man,
0: I it's 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 it, 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 I, I don't know. It's just it's crazy that though, like that, like uh, that getaway car didn't make the cut for this this, for this tour. No, I, I don't I'm mad.
2: I'm mad about that, obviously. But my <laughs> main my main thing I wanted ready for it. I wanted delicate, and I wanted getaway car. Two out of three ain't bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I know, and and don't blame me. Like that's fucking incredible in the stadium. That's oh, just yeah, like that's like the whole like. I mean, you know, we're we're a bunch of Jews here, but like you know, like it, <laughs> I, I mean, I I I I'm I've told everyone that'll listen every time like I'm I see that I, I, that song comes on like oh I'm we're going to church we're going to church we're going to church let's do it you know I did it's
2: record like... at the concert. Mm-hmm i screamed i'm jewish but take me to church
0: It just it just it's just an incredibly powerful moment with everything comes together from the production and um her screaming it and this uh it, 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 it's it's great and it's, it's it's one that i came to later and I, and I and i and i and i like that song on its own merits i'm just saying like you know i'm not trying to slander the whole thing i'm just saying like those two songs are just take it away for me and they play incredibly well in the theater and, and and at the show but like just when you can see the choreography more for those couple things and you can appreciate the transition more when you have the close-ups like the just it just worked even better and like i i didn't dislike it when i saw it in person it's just that was probably the one thing that worked the best for me compared to like how i feel about the songs otherwise in the in the actual movie going experience kind of curious I'm a i mean rep girly
2: for life rep oh. girly for life
0: there, 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 we go. I, 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 I appreciate, I appreciate your passion uh, of of this, and I, and I even more respect for it when I he, hear just like how hard you've gone on uh, your uh, swift, swift in the last few years. Cause I just kind of assumed you'd, you'd like always been like. I mean, I get what you're saying, child of divorce, but I literally thought you were a child of divorce as of like the time of the divorce. You know, so it's, yeah. it's 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 cool that you came to it later. Um, we well, guys we only really talked about a few of the eras, but like I I don't know if I, I I'm trying to think what other big observations I kind of had from the other stuff. I mean, I think the big I, what's funny we haven't talked about it. I think like Midnight's and Folklore actually have like the biggest sets within the they show, do. right? And I think the one thing I would say about Folklore, even if it's and it's a song I really like, though it's some that it sounds like other people I've heard talk about it are, are like eh about it. I did not realize when we went to the show just how much of a production Last Great American Dynasty was. Like, that's like a, like a, it's like more so than anything else. They're trying to put, like, put on a play at the same time they sing the song. And I, I just totally. And it was forget.
2: executed well. It was yeah, executed I, I, very well. I think I,
0: I just totally missed that at the show, I think. And like and that, that, that was a point at which I, I again, it was later. that's like within like the, about midway through, like I was definitely pretty sober by that point, And I just didn't remember that at all you know like and like because i mean look um um uh, my tears ricochet is like also in my top five taylor songs so like i and i very do much remember talking about that or remember singing along to that it's just and i i enjoy last great american dynasty a lot and i just didn't remember all the production that went into it even if i remember what the folklore house kind of looks like or the 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 initial set that she starts out on so i'm kind of curious uh was there anything else from uh was there anything else from folklore that kind of stuck out to you from this because again biggest set uh but like i that that was kind of my one big takeaway even though if it's not one of my bigger songs what what, what kind of what kind of jumped out to you rachel from whether it be the movie or something comparing to the movie to the show
2: so we were like we said earlier we were towards the beginning of the tour uh she had changed early on apparently because of the breakup she changed invisible string Mm -hmm. which was originally the opener for the folklore set to the one which is rumored to be about harry but I'm just I'm just saying it might be it might not be whatever but she changed it to the one and then when I at first I sat and watched the first era's tour show on a live stream I needed to know this set list immediately at first the last great American dynasty was the only skip on folklore for me originally Mm -hmm. before I knew the real meaning behind it seeing the production and what they did with that song on stage it's the history of her home and the whole set is based around this folklore cabin so the imagery if you will is kind of picturesque in a way that it made sense to me on why she put that on the set list because at first I was like why is this on the set list and not this is me trying because that's one of my top five Mm. folklore songs, but My Tears Ricochet is my second favorite it goes
0: it actually went surprisingly yeah. hard in the stadium like i mean i don't know it if this did. is production with all the dancers around her for it because that's one that's like again um, i think my taste in taylor swift songs tr- tends to be not so much the slow stuff even though there are slower songs that i like and that one like it, 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 even though it's it's slow even though it has some powerful moments but it just like it, it, it fit in the stadium better than i expected it to and i was happy about that
2: and folklore um, isn't even like in my top three favorite albums but my favorite mm-hmm. taylor song of all time is on that album and that's
0: the lakes interesting okay the i didn't lakes know that. Is
2: my favorite all time and my second favorite taylor swift song is also not on one of my favorite albums it's gold rush mm. Missed both of those as surprise songs but that's back when she, back,
0: back when she was an eagles fan you know um <laughs> uh so did, that's we, did, also
2: rumored to be about harry low-key but that's
0: not oh. okay. did she did she play the lakes as a surprise song somewhere
2: yeah in chicago my friend got it
0: oh wow man well at, at, at least you could be happy for her right <laughs>
2: nope oh. <laughs> she sent me the video i said i don't want to see it i if i don't want if i don't watch it they never happened because i missed mm. woulda coulda should have too and that's my favorite that's my third favorite taylor song wow
0: yeah yes, you know, I, that too. I, I, I mean i remember we talked about that after the show i was i i, I wasn't expecting her to even play that as a song anywhere it just seemed like that was almost like like almost like too personal but like you know yeah. she went there she good for her for you know uh for for nailing it uh
2: she saved it for a show the show that was postponed because of the rain i think it was Nashville um she knew it was such a highly requested song so she's like here's something special here's would have could have should have I was sleeping that was the one time I slept through the surprise songs because it was postponed and my friend woke me up she's singing would have could have should have I hung up
0: would you want to go to a rain show though it seems like that's something that's like a cool thing to say you did but it's like you're more like happy about it after the fact
2: I don't I don't want to go to a rain show Mm -hmm. as much as people want it I don't I don't like being wet personally (laughs) during a concert I've been rained on after a concert.
0: I think I heard that story before, actually, from Adam. But, uh, let's, uh, not but get in, let's not get into it. it. I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> don't uh,
2: sleep on the streets for concerts, people.
0: Adam, was there... <laughs> Adam, any, any folklore thoughts before we uh, move on and finish out the rest of the show?
1: Um, I don't really have a ton based on just, like, the film or, like, the actual, like, live set, uh, except my evergreen folklore uh, takes, which are August absolutely bucks. Um, I love that song so much, and two, I I just maintain that Betty should have been the album closer. But again, those aren't really; those are just generic folklore thoughts, not movie specific.
2: How do you feel that she cut Cardigan from the movie? It's fine. It's part of the love triangle
0: thing. I know. She, that, yeah, I that, really that, that is where She'd have the that is She'd have the other two and not that one. Yeah, yeah, but
1: I'm not. I don't love Cardigan so much that I needed it to be in there. Like, fine. If you're gonna cut songs, I'm not. That is there. a
2: hot take, Adam. You better. I'm walk just saying, your I'm not. Mouth.
1: I'm not devastated. Like, would I like to have seen it? Of course, but like, I'm not devastated.
2: Mm. I Out of the three, the... I wanted August, so I'm glad we got August. That's my favorite of the three love triangle songs. But... I
0: can't. Re- I can't remember in the uh, the order in which she played them. Did did Red come before or after Folklore?
2: After.
0: Before, I think. I don't oh. know.
2: Oh, right. uh, I, I,
0: not, not that I, not that i was necessarily trying to go in order for the purpose of this i could i just couldn't remember off the top of my head because i mean we didn't talk
2: uh, about red did we well that, that was the thing so.
0: and you, you said earlier that like the uh the all too well 10 minute version was like a, a pivotal moment for you in your taylor swift fandom rachel so i'm curious uh how uh, how did it play for you live how did it play for you within the film and were you just were, were, were you able to like you know let me, let me ask because you said you had a quiet uh first viewing of the film did you, were you even like singing to yourself or were you just like silently taking it all in
2: I was singing to myself while my mm-hmm. best friend sat silently next to me. She knew the song, she just wanted to take in the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was singing in her ear and giving her fun facts throughout the whole thing. Of course, as a good friend should. Um, but uh, during All Too Well, when we saw it live,
0: mm-hmm. there
2: was somebody in front of us holding up a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, mm-hmm. So I took a video, zoomed in on that. Oh, so that. I wasn't really as focused on Taylor during mm-hmm. that. Um, But during the film, everybody, at least at the second showing, because I I didn't really take in my surroundings in the theater, the first showing, but the second showing, everybody was screaming it at the top of their lungs, every single word. It felt like a cathartic therapy session. Um, Same thing when I went to the Taylor night on Saturday. um, They were playing bop after bop after bop. It was a pretty small, like not a lot of people showed up um it was a pretty small taylor night but when all too well 10 came on we all sat in a circle we just sat in this in a circle in the middle of the dance floor and just sang every word together it was great but i consider all too well 10 especially in the mo- like during the movie and when you see it in person it's very cathartic to scream those lyrics i remember telling myself i need to save some of my breath for all too well 10 because i have to scream Every single word Because surprisingly I learned all the words To that song Very Very quickly
0: Did I forgot At the concert Did they play the Any of the visuals From the short film In the background for that Because they do for some reason. I don't think think so Yeah Interesting Mm -hmm. No that's interesting They
2: have They have the leaf Confetti
0: Hmm Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I think, I think it's, 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 a, it's a truly impressive feat that that song is, is, uh, as long as it is and as good as it is. So I don't necessarily have any like, specific opinions about the, about it. It's just, it, it's just, it's as impressive that something like that can hold an audience's attention like she can with a song that long. Uh, as far as any, any other red thoughts, I don't. I, I It's, a, it's, a, it's. A, I think it's a shorter set. That, like I don't know. I, I'm not sure. What, I, well, I don't like. She,
2: they put who they gave the twenty hat, twenty two hat to. Wasn't that Kobe's daughter?
0: They I did. think so. Yeah, but yeah, that was. I, I'm not gonna lie. I actually did. That, that might have been the one part where I teared up a little bit. Not gonna lie. Uh, it, was nice. it was
2: understandable. It was cute. It was very cute. I almost
0: never. T- I mean, I see lots of movies. And I almost never cry at movies, and like that was something where like I, got, I actually got missier than I almost ever do at movies at that moment. And, and, and I'd already oh. seen and I'd already seen that on TikTok like ten times, and I still almost yeah, cried.
2: So. Adam texted me that he was crying at the end when Long Live was playing. Oh I yeah, mean,
1: I got a little teary. I love Long Live so much.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean and, and i mean look i mean it's nice that the, i i thought the credits were nice so it's like you know that that's, that's one they could have kept in like why it's kind of interesting that like they you know uh had the whole speak now thing this summer and then it's just like it just it was wasn't even didn't even stay a bigger part of the thing for the movie i don't know why yeah. um i don't know uh i, I guess we uh Talked about most everything besides besides midnights now i mean that's one that's uh like you said rachel like kind of turned you into a super fan i i don't know did they cut anything from the midnight section for the movie no i say all of them got play I feel like that's the one that, in some ways, has been like the most captured because um, I think the, the 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 I mean, I just feel like I've seen like the most videos from vigilante shit and the in karma uh, more that's, so than
1: that's it. That's that uh, that's that TikTok algorithm working in your favor. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I, I just feel like I've seen I, I'd already seen that footage more than just about any of the other eras. So when 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 it, when it played there, it wasn't like there was necessarily any surprises for me. But uh, did you did you find anything new that it, it captured about uh, midnights for you guys?
2: I had no idea about all the stuff that went into the choreography for mastermind that was hmm. one of the most impressive pieces of choreography that i've seen um especially with the tour. Mastermind, mm, you, would, the know. Whole you clock, would know i was a dancer for 15 years
1: hmm. i
2: don't know if that's what you meant but
1: yes but the yeah.
2: the okay the whole clock thing that she did mm-hmm. with mastermind i never because when you think of the midnight's choreography you think of again vigilante shit karma even bejeweled because she took the choreography from a fan for bejeweled Mm -hmm. um but that's what's talked about nobody i even forgot mastermind was on the set list
1: i did too actually
2: so when i was like okay we've got karma and then mastermind started, i was like oh my god fuck i forgot this was on the set list (laughs) so and then i actually watched it and the the stage visuals with the dancers it slept on nobody talks about it because it's overshadowed by vigilante shit, which I am okay with, but talk about mastermind. It's underappreciated.
0: Yeah. Adam, Adam, any other midnight thoughts for you?
1: Um, not in particular by the, by the time, like we got to midnight in the, in the movie and also just in the live show. I'm just like, so blown away by everything that I'm just like, Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just vibing.
0: I actually, I, no, it's okay, so my friends have been trying to get me to, like, get up and dance for, a, for like, a lot of the show, and I was, one, I was, like, I was getting over being sick. Two, I actually have, like, a fucked up left knee right now, but, like, I was even compelled to, like, get up and try and dance and do the karma dance. It, was, it did not look pretty. I probably looked about as graceful as I did entering the, the, the Raymond James Stadium, but, like, I still tried, and so despite the fact that I was sick and I have a stress fracture in my left knee... I was like up in trying to dance to karma. So that 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 that's that's kind of the best way I could explain how this movie made me feel, despite the fact that I I had plenty of reason to like feel suboptimal. I was just I, I it it just it, it just brought great energy and in and, and and yes, kudos to the dancers, I should shout them out. I just think yeah one thing I thought as I was watching the movie was that there was more there was there was more than I realized where there were no dancers and just her with the band, which is cool too. Like, I mean the dancers need breaks, obviously. And I thought, like, you know, but like at the same time, like they, they really do add a lot whenever they are around her and it's a it's cool the way they're incorporated it's it's it's, it's i guess it's kind of unique in that it's like not for, for 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 certain songs it's really like not the most like organized like choreography for a lot of them you know like uh but like for others it is you know it, it just varies depending on whatever vibe you're going for in that moment which is totally cool and I, and I and i and i and i definitely appreciated just getting to like like you said see dancers facial expressions and stuff like that it's it's cool that they're having a fun time and cool that she it seems like she really uh treats everyone really well that works on the tour um i don't know guys any any other final thoughts on the movie itself before we wrap up adam
1: um i think we covered most of it mm-hmm. just that i mean it was really really great to see it from um you know a you know 4k beautiful camera you know see everything up close and personal you know for us plebeians who couldn't afford to shell out mm-hmm. five grand for floor seats
0: right you know, yeah de- definitely and uh uh rachel any other final thoughts on the movie itself
2: my letterboxed review Mm-hmm. I'm pretty new to Letterboxd. Welcome. My review for the Eros Tour film was five stars, and my commentary was just "mother."
1: Oh, my! Mine was just the the bridge to Cruel Summer. <laughs>
0: I am still three months behind on reviewing stuff on Letterboxd, so I, I'll, I'll have to think of something when I whenever, whenever I get around to it. You know, guys, normally I like to, like, for stuff like this, I would normally almost like end the podcast by being like, oh, what do you want to see from this person, this filmmaker next? Or what do you want to see from this person do next? But it's like the next year, Taylor is still going to be on the same fucking tour. Like, yeah. this thing is so long. Like, she has, like, she, she, I guess she's going to do Brazil before the end of the year? Yeah, she has a few shows in Brazil in November, and then, like, nothing till February, but then, like, next year, like, she's intermittently going to be on the tour from February all the way through next November. So it's like, yeah. You know, I would
1: like I would like to see t- two tickets or more in my mailbox.
2: To, I'm going to
0: the Miami show. Yes. I'm I right.
2: have tickets to the Miami show.
0: Yeah, I knew like multiple people that had like pre-sale codes and no no one basically like almost no one got it. It was so, you know, it is what it is. So it's like, you can kind of see that next year. You know, it's funny. Like there's all this chatter about her like wanting to direct a feature film. You know, I'll believe it when I see it because she has so much other stuff going on. Like it's gotta be so hard to like motivate yourself to do anything other than this when the demand for ticks is so high and you can make so much money. Like she could just like, do this tour for a long time and just keep making money oh that was the one thing i was going to add was that, like i'd heard some speculation i don't think it was anything more than speculation but like, i could see her like wanting to like make the movie about the last great american dynasty woman or something like that because that is obviously something that's like fascinated her for a while like what if she just wanted to do the rebecca harkness story or That'd be so you know,
2: fun. I mean, I, I mean,
0: I, I I never doubt her for anything. I mean, it's it's interesting. Like she's directs all of her music videos now. She directed the All Too Well short film, so it's not. And she obviously has the clout where she could get a movie made if she, with it with a decent budget. If she wanted to get it made, no, like with you a know, decent
2: cast too. Yeah, she was like, able to get Sadie Sink and. In- who is was the guy? Jonah Dylan O'Brien. Yeah.
0: yeah. So she has she has plenty of friends throughout the throughout the film industry. Like she could she she could get together whoever she wanted to though. You know, easier said than done. Hopefully she'd have really good collaborators. So I don't know when that's gonna happen. We could get another album drop next 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 year. Who knows? Like what she what she's in there recording. I I don't know how she's gonna do it. But um, you know, it, it just I, is 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 there anything you're just thinking about Rachel? Where it's like you know, looking forward. I I want to see this from Taylor next, or is it just like you know, go have fun on the tour and go have fun with Travis Kelsey?
2: I want Reputation Taylor's version now. Now I okay. want those vault tracks. I want more than five because 1989 only got five. But there are rumors of a double album drop. Do you guys know anything? By the time this comes out, we'll know if it's a double album drop.
0: Oh, like oh, something accompanying for 1989
2: 19- a double album drop. One put it, where past her. One is like just what we're expecting, and then a second one. I heard either all vault tracks or all collabs because 1989 is so much about being with your friends, hanging out with your friends, doing this and that with friends, and people are like, "Where are the collabs?" Because there's none.
0: There were there there were none on 1989 itself, right?
2: But she did bad blood with oh
0: Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, yeah 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 yeah.
2: Um, and then there were a lot of there was a lot of speculation that she did a collab with Nicki Minaj um there's a lot of speculation obviously about my main man even if it's just a writing credit i just want a writing credit because harry has no collabs right now so if he does a writing credit i'd be fine with that either way i'm hoping for possibly a double album drop we will know by the time this have,
0: but haven't none of the none of the re-releases have had more than five vault tracks have they has it mostly been about five? um
2: i'm pretty sure fearless
0: um, oh there were there fearless and red both and had a lot, i don't know right yeah, yeah they've all they been around five had or, had or s- okay they, they seem like they've all been around five or six but like uh, none of them have
2: had five five is the lowest that she's gone
0: oh really okay interesting yeah and i mean i, I feel like i heard I, again this is anecdotal could it have just been someone on tiktok could have been a better source i can't remember i heard that there she wrote a shit ton of stuff that just didn't make the cut for
2: 1989 i actually one of my favorite taylor swift youtubers mm-hmm. ali sheehan um she's in australia she's probably the biggest Swiftie I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. I watched, uh, she's done like multiple 1989 discussion videos before 1989 Taylor's version comes out. She posted a video, I think it was yesterday and I just watched it today, where she debunked that statement. Oh, okay. It was made up. It was made up by somebody that went to one of the listening parties when the original 1989 came out. Hmm. He made it up and said that she, and this girl, this YouTuber, she went to so many different sources asking around, oh, did she say this at yours? Did she say this at yours? Everybody was like, she never said that. Hmm. It's a lie. It was debunked.
0: I don't doubt your sources. And I, but like, I mean, you know, I, it, it does seem like Taylor, I feel like in the way she's like kind of teased out and promoted 1989 Taylor's version a little bit, seems like she's been like talking up the vault tracks even more than she did on, specifically than she did on some of the prior ones. So I'm hoping That's they're just-
2: scares g- me. That's why I'm scared.
0: You don't think that means they're going to be bangers?
2: I don't know. she posted lyrics today. did you guys see?
0: I saw that. I already forgot what they were, but like i I did see she did that for a second. Something so. about
2: three hundred coffees. <laughs> I don't know that's a lot of coffee Taylor. No wonder she can do these shows
0: <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that's the secret coffee before and tea after you know. Um, oh yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot to add. I mean, I would be, to, to, I'm never going to say no to more songs. Um, it, 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 seems like half the time, whenever she's photographed in New York, it's going into the studio. So it's like, who knows? That could just be like, I mean, I feel Sometimes. like it didn't, wasn't there Didn't an Amazon show though, like have look what you made me do Taylor's version as like a, an ad recently. So who knows, maybe that's all already recorded, you know? Like. And
2: also there was a clip of delicate Taylor's version in the show, the summer I turned pretty
0: which oh, okay. Taylor,
2: there's a lot of Taylor songs yeah, in I, that show. So they debuted a little clip of Delicate in one of the scenes there oh, and then I, a promo video for an Amazon yeah. original.
0: So I maybe it, maybe it's mostly recorded. She's just waiting for the right time to drop it. I feel like I've seen like almost all of its a summer I turn pretty on TikTok just because it's like mixed in with the Taylor Swift of it all on my alg- algorithm so much. So I love
2: that show. I,
0: I, I never watched an episode. I, I feel like I've seen like, oh, like a good chunk of it already.
2: You probably uh, hate it. I, feel like I mean, I, I
0: have a wide taste of like, you know, shows that like I'm not above watching a YA thing. It's just not Very what I made cheesy. it to. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, Yeah. So Rachel, the way we the, the way we normally end the podcast is we normally like ask everyone to make other recommendations. Is there anything else you've been watching recently in TV, movies, or just some, some other video you saw on the internet, anything, or it could be something you read, anything else really like that you've been consuming recently that you would like to plug for the listeners?
2: Well, if this is anybody who is listening, if anybody listening isn't a huge Mm Swifty, I got a lot of my information to become a hardcore Swifty in such a short period of time with those YouTubers that I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. Ali Sheehan has a lot of Taylor Swift related content and this channel chats and reacts. They all of them are from Australia. I don't know what it is about Mm. Australia, but. Those are like the biggest Swifties that I know. And they do every, they do album reactions, breakdowns, rankings, and they talk a lot about the history of every song. Um, So if you want to become like me, crazy, uh, in the Taylor Swift world, they post other content besides Taylor. And Mm. um, I watch that too, but mainly Taylor Swift. They're mainly Taylor Swift fans. Taylor Swift fans first human second um (laughs) so if you want to divulge in the taylor swift world and know all this irrelevant information that probably won't get you anywhere in life watch them shameless plug to them because they're amazing i subscribe to chats and reacts patreon because there's so much extra content on there um and i i love listening to other people's opinions because i have no original thought (laughs) about anything I'm like, oh, this person said this, I believe it. This person said that, I believe that too.
0: Don't sell yourself short. I know. I know. I know you make other social media content. We're gonna. I'm gonna have you plug it in, in a second, uh, Adam. Okay. Any Adam? Anything else you've uh, been watching recently you would like to plug for the listeners? Oh, f- well. Also, it was funny. I, one, one, actually, before that, Adam, it was funny that you made the comment about all these people being a- in Australia, and she that's actually like gonna be their her, her like third stop on the, her, the 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 third stop out of what she has coming up. I mean, it's like yeah, the, Chats the, and Reacts
2: her- went to Santa Clara. They went to one of the Santa Clara shows, and then they're doing like three or four Australia dates, and then. Mm-hmm. Ali, I think, is doing one or two, or maybe more shows in but, Australia. But so I, I, I they'll get their it. moment.
0: I looked that up on the Wikipedia uh, for the Eras tour, and it's kind of funny. I i, I forgot. I think I knew, but I had forgotten just how like crazy Taylor was, and how she was like scheduling the international legs, and she just like specifically chose the amount of shows she was doing in each city just to make sure she set the record for the most shows on consecutive nights in like every city she's going to. So if you like go on the Wikipedia for the tour, it's like oh, first female to schedule uh, two shows at the stadium in Portugal, the first female to do three shows on a single tour at the stadium in Sweden. Like she's just like setting a record at every single one she goes to. So like good for her, I guess, but it's, it's so I- tiring. Uh, Adam, what else have you been watching recently? You would like to plug for the listeners.
1: Um, I can't really think of anything that I've been like I would say like watching or anything Mm -hmm. recently. Did you? You're always
0: reading, like anything.
1: Always reading. Well, well, some things I do I will plug. As far as like Taylor Swift content, Mm -hmm. uh, I highly recommend the podcast. uh, Every single album I know, all all three of us listen to that. Uh, It's from the Ringer, great show. Uh, Another Taylor Swift podcast uh, is from Tay T A Y to Z. It's an alphabetical. Uh, discussion of every taylor swift song uh is very good. Um and then also just while we're talking about concert films, uh one that I, I meant to mention earlier but I will highly recommend, maybe my favorite concert documentary is Oasis's uh Nebworth 1996. Uh it's a great great documentary. It's it's a mix of behind the scenes stuff. It's a mix of, you know, fans talking about when they went uh and it's a mix of the, obviously the concerts. Basically uh, nineteen ninety six. Oasis played the, I think, still largest ever English concerts. Basically, they played to one hundred twenty five thousand people two nights in a row. Uh so two fifty total, and something like two million people uh, applied for tickets, which is like one thirtieth of the entire English population hmm. uh, applied for tickets to these shows. This is when Oasis was at their peak, like at and the height in the of 90s. the nineties. Yeah, in the yeah, 90s. yeah. So, like, they like, It's a really cool documentary. People talking about the lengths they went through to get these tickets and how they went, you know, on the, you know, to this basically random kind of like Woodstock random kind of field in the middle of nowhere and just listen to the biggest band in the country, maybe the biggest band in the world at the time. And it's a really awesome uh, movie and a really great live album. So highly recommend that.
0: Great. Uh, I only have a couple things I'll recommend. Uh, Adam and I last weekend went to uh, the, Great Smoky Mountains in Tennessee for a wedding. And, oh, yeah. I, and, and I spent about four hours of our first full day there inside of a movie theater because I have a messed up knee and I couldn't go for a hike. So and I watched Killers of the Flower Moon. So went on vacation just to watch a movie, which I'm always doing here anyway. Uh, if you are inclined to watch a three and a half hour movie, Killers of the, your, the worst ways you could spend your time than Killers of the Flower Moon. I read the book and the, I think the movie does a pretty good job of, of capturing its essence, though I'm still like honestly processing and I need to finish processing it because I'm recording my podcast on it tomorrow night. So, I also
1: recommend a trip to the great smoky mountains in the fall. Cause it's gorgeous. Yes,
0: it was. And also,
1: and Dollywood. And,
0: <laughs> and I spent my time on the trip, uh, like on the plane, like watching, uh, catching up on season three of the morning show, which is a not great show. But the second season of it was like total trash. And it was, it was just offensive in many ways. Uh, and the third season, it's just like leaning into the ridiculousness and the fun of it all. It's like a guilty pleasure show for me. And I don't even use that term that often. Like, like I mean, even for stuff like I mean, I, I used to be more into it than I am now. But I would like watch The Bachelor, and I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure. I was like, no, I, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I like this, and I'll talk about it with anyone. But like season two of the Morning Show, I'm like embarrassed to say I watched the whole thing. And season three is actually fun, and I went back to it. So you know, just another couple other recommendations for anyone uh, that is looking for something to watch. Uh, Rachel, before we get out of here, the last thing we always do is we have people plug anything personally they want to. Do you want to plug any of your social media or anything else that you got going on personally?
2: Um, well, I'd say my most The biggest social media platform I currently have is my TikTok. I post a lot of Taylor and Harry content mostly. I'm going to be entering my Niall Horan era very soon. I have four shows lined up for Niall Horan in the next six months. How far are you traveling for this? Well, he's at Jingle Ball in Tampa next month, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So I'm going home for Thanksgiving, then picking up. My friend, uh, our our dad's girlfriend's son, Ross, who's become becoming my concert buddy. Oh. Uh, we're going to Tampa, staying with our other brother in St. Pete, going to that show, driving back to Orlando that night. Um, so I got to work the next day, and then he's actually going on tour starting. I think he's starting in the in Europe in February, but he's got two shows in Florida. Um, I got third row for one of them. And then another one two days later. So that's two in the month of May. And then he just announced another show in New York. So I asked my aunt, who is a big Nile fan and was mad at me for not getting her tickets in Florida. I was like, do you want to go? She's like, yeah. So I'm taking a (laughs) trip to New York in June and I have to go back three weeks later for a wedding. So.
0: Well, I mean, you're you're a true fan girl, uh. And so your TikTok is Rachel isn't funny, correct?
2: Rachel isn't funny. It's all one word, no capital letters,
0: no apostrophes,
2: uh, no apostrophes.
0: Adam, uh, anything you want to plug personally? I mean, I mean, it's I think most of your content is just going to be Miami football, but you know, at this time of year,
1: yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at ablichtenstein. Like Josh said, a lot of Miami football, college football content, but I'll give my takes on just about everything on that Twitter occasionally. Sorry formally
0: Twitter. <laughs> As usual, I'm Josh Jernavoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y. I'm both Twitter and Letterboxd. Podcast Twitter is at Ruan Movie Pod. Podcast Gmail is Moviepod at gmail.com if you'd like to send us any feedback. As I said, coming up next on the podcast, going to have Killers of the Flower Moon. And after that, I'm not sure we should be getting a nostril season, but like so much stuff got moved and stuff because of like the actors and writer strike that like, I don't even really know what I'm going to have after Killers of the Flower Moon, but I will still have something every week. So I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank Adam and Rachel for joining